ladies and gentlemen, it's Shay Ryan Douglas here from Earth Heroes TV and we've got a very exciting end of year review because we've got Dennis O'Connor in the studio on the Sunshine Coast here in Australia from Awakening in Health and you've had a big year Dennis, I'm really excited to dive into this. Very big year, Shay. Uh, great to finally have you back in, in person with me, mate. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to this chat. It's been a little while and for those tuning in who are unaware, we have had many great conversations over the past three years since this chaos has unraveled um, up in far north Queensland in Cairns and um, just talking about you know the, the world as a whole as well as us as individual and the responsibility that we can take for our health. But today's conversation, I really wanted to touch on a few things because it seems that this kind of agenda, the 2030 agenda is playing out and we're being funneled into this kind of plan of a, a global elite kind of direction. And I, I really want to unpack that with you today to discover what really is their plan, where are we up to in that plan and um, tap into some of the experience that you've had over the last 12 months because it has been some time since we've had a conversation, particularly in the conversations that you've had with Australian leading freedom fighters such as Tom Barnett and also the likes of Monica Smith, who have been to Cairns and the Common Law Group. I mean, you've had great conversations with Romley Stewart. And if you're unaware of some of these names that we're talking about and will be talking about in this conversation, highly recommend you to go look them up and check them out, as well as checking out the Awakening in Health channels on YouTube. Is that still up there? Has it been it taken still is down? up there. I've rebranded slightly, Shay, but nice. if you, you can actually still find it if you put Awakening in Health in. It actually pops up now fairly quicker than it used to. I'm not sure why that is because I am shadow banned fairly seriously in a good few places. Nice. So we're going to do this in four segments, uh, four part series. And, and what I really want to focus on towards the end of this conversation, particularly leaning into your expertise as a you know, a health practitioner uh, with Awakening Health and seeing clients regularly, uh, even so today, I want to talk about what is the most important things that we can do in 2024 and beyond to not just be empowered in our sovereignty to move forward in the world, but most importantly, be empowered in our health, you know, and look at what we can, how we can create longevity for our community. I think this is a big talking point that I see you as a key person to speak to some of these key areas because what's coming to the forefront in the truth community is realizing that there was a lot that we were not told. So what is it that we must know to move forward? And I think we're in for a great conversation here, Dennis. I'm looking forward to it, Shay. Fantastic. Awesome, man. So let's start with this concept of um, this agenda from these three-letter organizations such as the World Health World World Health organization, WHO, the World Economic Forum, the IMF, International Monetary Fund. I mean, they are pitching that they're in it for our health when, uh, you know, there seems to be some other kind of agendas at play. So given the, the, the proven track record of the last three and also 30 years, this is not just recent, we're being bombarded with this agenda. There's been many attempts, it seems. Where, where do we start with this, particularly if someone has no concept of what is actually unraveling maybe they're sitting at home and they're you know kind of starting to become more aware that or maybe that decision to take something into their body was not really their choice and it was a little bit forced upon them perhaps to keep their job or to be able to go to their favorite shops or to just function in society so uh, you know what is the bigger plan ultimately yeah I guess uh, just to give a, a very quick synopsis of my background, it was in intensive care, in mental health, in drug addiction. And I ran into trouble 
more very quickly when I in the mental health area because I was trying to advocate that patients our clients didn't take antidepressants. And when you when you have to keep on validating your areas of reference and areas of expertise to so-called professionals who are on a ranking that is considered higher than yours, you have to dig deeper to validate what you're talking about. So in other words, I'd say things like, listen, why aren't we promoting more exercise, more sunshine, more uh, better diet, better, better, more exercise? And you'd get, well, no, drugs are the number one thing that we can do. And you start looking at some areas of research and say, well, hang on a second, the, the research here doesn't show that at all. It actually shows the opposite. And then you hear some more comments, well, you know, that can help, but drugs are still number one. And you start batting her harder and you start pulling up deeper areas of research to actually show that even the efficacy of drugs themselves is very dubious at best. And that kind of coincided for me looking at cryptocurrency. And uh, some of the one of the ideas of cryptocurrency is to have us more separated from the powers that be. So you have a lot of anti government, or I guess, anti-control ideas from some of the leaders in cryptocurrency. And when you combine that with the what, what I now re- f- believe are blatant lies from some of these massive, massive big drug companies, lots of these little, little p- parts of the puzzle start to uh, fall into, into a really beautiful place that you can see on steroids happening over the last four years. Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> and... Um Obviously, steroids are a drug <laughs> fundamentally, and, and we tend to get um, encouraged to lean towards that direction without recognizing the inherent natural health that we have, that we are born with, that's inalienable to our birthright as a human being. And it, it kind of takes us away into a disempowered state to recognize that we must look to a, a position of authority, i.e. a doctor or an expert or someone to tell us what is for our best interest. Granted, at times it's relevant to go and see uh, someone for uh, an outside perspective on our own lives because we certainly have our own blind spots and we can get caught in um, our own patterns of our own lives without recognising that the choices that we're making is leading us down a road that could be detrimental and destruction destructive for us. And then it's a little bit disconcerting when the whole system supports a um, pathway for us to go to a doctor who is now recommending, like you said, a drug that may benefit us on a short term, but ultimately uh, may also have some side effects. Absolutely. And, and when you start to, I guess I think everybody really is going through this journey of the the start of it is hey something's wrong here I'm I why is this happening why is this happening why is this happening and the area of um, psychotropics and mental health medication really threw the door open for me for putting lots of other things into perspective. And I mentioned a few leaders in their fields, a fellow called Irving Kirsch is one, he's a professor that did a lot of work in the UK in around the 90s and the early 2000s, who essentially showed that um, the majority of mental health medication was the placebo effect and the harms far outweigh any positive. And his research is very, very watertight. Then you start stumbling across people like uh, G. Edward Griffin and Peter Bregan. Bregan is, is right up there and Bregan, uh, really painted the picture of how evil the pharmaceutical industry is and the forces that they use just to rip money off the people. And he almost single-handedly was responsible for 
stopping something called psychoneurosurgery, which essentially was uh, lobotomies by sticking big long needles in behind people's eyelids, swirling around and mashing people's brains in the thought that uh, there was no harm that would be done for it and it would alleviate signs of aggression and, uh, and negativity and depression and anxiety. And what was actually happening was all these people who had this so-called surgery were ending up in, in stuporous states or in zombie-like states. It was absolutely destroying them. But the papers that were coming out about this surgery were just continually promoting how good it was. So you had this absolute dichotomy between what was happening in real life and the actual results of this horrendous torture that we're putting people through. And that started to get phased out. I mean, that was still happening in the 70s, 60s, 70s and 80s. It was absolutely horrendous. And uh, Bregan, it started really, uh, I think it's, it's almost zero from the 80s onwards. So when you start looking at that, you start to get the little warning signals going on about, hey, hang on a second, these, these pharmaceutical companies, maybe they're not in our best interests. But then we know of the great work that they've done, let's say, in the eradication of diseases like polio. And that was a huge one for me to stumble down that rabbit hole. And I, I've got this little anecdote I might have even told you before, Shay. I, I was uh, looking into the efficacy of uh, vaccines and some of the research behind them. When I was at work one afternoon, because we had night uh, late shifts where I was working, and the power of the brainwashing and the cult was so strong, I was intimidated. I was nervous as my hands were hovering above the keyboard to actually start doing research along this line. And I, I really I really reflect on that a lot in relation to the power and the grip that this this mass formation mindset has on humanity, especially in the medical profession. And then we can kind of see that extrapolated around uh, the, the greater humanity in different areas. And I could categorically now, and again, this is this is subjective, but subjectively, I can validate what I'm saying with a lot of facts and a lot of references. And I'm happy for any so-called expert to have a chat with me about this. But I can categorically say that not one vaccine has ever done any good. And they have all been harmful since they were invented around the late 1870s. And then when you throw that down, for discussion, we automatically maneuver into this last uh, so-called vaccine, this mRNA technology, which has been thrown across humanity. And it, the, the rabbit hole only goes further because then we have to say, well, these powers that be maybe know that these things are harmful. Are they affecting humanity negatively? So why would they do it? And therein we have a door that starts to open about maybe there is a huge depopulation agenda afoot. I'll just uh, hold you up there, mate. <clears throat> That's a big, big rabbit hole to dive down into. And I think just, just peeling back a couple of layers. Absolutely. First, <laughs> first off and foremost, uh, I, I just want to dive into a little bit on those uh, statistics and those facts <clears throat> that you bring up, particularly uh, around the current statistics over the last, you know, 18 to 24 months of excess death rates. Uh, I love the work of uh, Dr. John Campbell currently, who's been reporting on this virtually daily since uh, the last three years, since the rollout has begun and, and, and mandated across the world. It's almost like we were blanketed in this new technology. And um, if you didn't, you know, if there wasn't this mass compliance, then suddenly you were an outcast amongst society. And, and it really draws on the heartstrings of the psychological um, components of the way that human behaves in the world, particularly how we are hardwired for a long time and, this is something that you dive into, particularly in psychology and understanding these deeper parts. I know you've got the course um, 
that you, that you've created and, and understanding mental health through these psychological notions of human behavior but let's talk about a moment just quickly i don't know if you know any stats off your head but particularly on the work of john campbell and the excess death rates that have occurred since the rollout of this new technology which was always pitched as an experiment for humanity i mean that 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 opens a can of worms before we even go down that depop kind of rabbit hole very much like and there's so many nuances around that discussion which are deliberately confusing they are deli- deli- they deliberately can kind of conflate things they're they're deliberately misleading and the the only real figure to look at is how many more people are dying in excess compared to yearly averages and that figure on a global level is rising regardless of where we look then we have the little kind of tweaks and and twists to conflate the evidence a little bit and one of the worst or most um i guess disruptive ways of conflating that ev- evidence is the diagnosis that happens so we we people or researchers or scientists compare again this this diagnosis to the actual deaths but when we think that the test that was responsible for the majority of diagnosis and even that the diagnosis was subjective a doctor could just say ah oh, what do you got there shay uh, are you sneezing you got a fever that's covid without any actual pcr test or any other kind of test the 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 evidence of of what we are calling covid is diabolically flimsy so one of the things that i keep on pressing people and i still hear it even with people who are awake and who who uh, who who are on to what's going on they say i had covid last year you didn't have covid last year i was turning off ventilators 20 years ago with people who had influenza okay and the fact that we have had this word just you know integrated into our vernacular the covid-19 i had covid is is just a testament to how powerful the sales pitch on this is so again you had a flu you had influenza oh but it's the worst one i ever had yeah people were dying 10 years ago 15 years 20 30 40 years ago influenza is deadly people need to understand this just because you had the worst ever thing that you ever had doesn't mean to say it was covid and the other thing which i uh, i think we've talked about before is the power of what if, of the opposite of the placebo effect it's called the nocebo effect and essentially it's medical hexing shay so if you have a doctor or the television or the radio or your phone banging out this message 24/7 about death rates rising and you can see a little ticker at the bottom of the screen and it's oh my god two more people died in such and such day 200 people more died such that influences how you will perceive your symptoms so there's what's called a psychosomatic effect with this idea when people are now getting sick with what was a cold which is going to make it worse okay so again we have to declutter this idea of the number of covid diagnosis statistics in relation to all cause mortality that true figure of all cause mortality comparative to previous years is what matters and across the board except in countries that didn't have wide vaccine rollouts it is in some estimations up to 30 to 40% higher and then we've got to filter out different kinds of age groups and what not so younger people um very young people and then the elderly and we have different uh different i guess variations and comparisons in all those groups but across the board more people are dying since the vaccines have rolled out in the countries where the vaccines happened and this is this is diabolical and it seems to be across the board fundamentally and i think this is something really to dive deeper into and 
I just wanted to um, let you know we're, we're going to head into a break shortly. Um, my name is Shay Ryan Douglas from Earth Heroes TV. I'm joined with Dennis O'Connor from Awakening in Health, and we are only just diving into this deep topic. We've got much more to cover, particularly even what you need to know to move forward to have health and vitality into 2024 and beyond. So stay with us. <laughs> 